Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. No, no, I'm okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. No. <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, December 18th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. If I had my eyes closed, I would have thought that was Russell Peters. <laughs> Next to him. <laughs> It's the bearded one, Matasha Hopboy, Trey Kirby. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey, yo. And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. What a cold open to start the show. Mm. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Take a second, smash that like button, and subscribe. And everybody tell Leo to go fuck himself. <laughs> Grumpy Leo. <laughs> Grumpy Goman. Uh, podcast listeners. This is also for you. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, if you're still looking for the perfect gift, why not share The Athletic with family and friends with a one-year and two-year subscription gift plans? You can just hit that link that we've included in the show notes. It'll take you right to the uh, gift card page. And that'd be a nice little, well, last-second sort of stocking stuffer. You could do that Christmas morning if you wanted to. (sighs) You wouldn't get the card, probably. You wouldn't get the card, but you would get access to The Athletic. Drop a code in there. There's nothing better than a gift during the holidays that you can actually use Mm. right away. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Straight up. Like a a video game was always the best. Fuck, a video game is the best. Yeah, because you're killing all day. (laughs) You don't want a surfboard. (laughs) Exactly. Unless you live in Hawaii. Then that's what you're asking for. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Uh, Also, go to nodunks.com if you're looking for gift ideas. All of the No Dunks merch over there. Uh, Okay. It's uh, winners and losers of the NBA weekend. There's a whole lot to tackle here. Task, get us started. Your big winner of the weekend. I'm going to start with the Golden State Warriors. They won two games. They won at home and then on the road back to back. But I'm going to start with a point because they're doing things a little bit differently. Remember Steph's Steph's pregame routine where he'd go into the tunnel and throw it up and it hit a shot. He doesn't do that anymore. He gets out of there. And people were in Golden State to go see that routine. Let's go see it pregame. He was already out. He was already done. He wanted to get his warm-up done because he wanted to get mentally and physically ready in this new era here without Draymond. People are questioning Steph and whether or not he's leading enough. Well, he's doing that. He's had a lot of conversations with Draymond Green, who reportedly here by The Athletic will be out in an additional three weeks. So Mm -hmm. it's going to take about 12 games for him to come back. And then against the Brooklyn Nets, he had himself a great game. Like always, the Golden State Warriors gave up a huge lead. That's what they're doing right now. They gave up an 18-point lead, and then Steph in the fourth quarter was plucked off the bench earlier by Steve Kerr, and he hit two big threes, and he said, timeout, Nets. You guys have to take a timeout. I need a quick rest. But he hit two big threes, 16 points in that fourth. Uh, So they took care of business. And then against Portland, 
He missed all his threes. Yeah. No. First time in a long time. Yeah. 268 consecutive games. That streak is over. Wow. Where he'd hit a three. Jeez. Yeah, that's a consecutive record. I don't know if anyone's ever going to touch that. Um, but the he uh, will. <laughs> he'll do it again. <laughs> Probably. Probably not. You know, like like now, but yeah. he, doesn't he have the second longest yeah, streak ever? So. Like oh, 150 yeah, plus games? Oh, so he's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, they had a 22-point lead. Again, they lost that lead. Yep. Came down to the wire. Brandon Bochemski, who's starting for Andrew Wiggins. He drew a charge, like he always does. He's doing a really good job. Game-sealing charge. One second left, down one. Shaden Sharp going in. And Bochemski took it. His 11th of the season, that means he's fourth in charges. The thing about I love about Brandon Poshevsky, he plays hard. But what I love about Brandon Poshevsky, he makes hook shots. This guy is six foot four, goes into the lane and hits hook shots. The smallest guy in the NBA hitting hook shots. And it's not like he's in the post, oh, I'm just going to oversize you. He does it off the bounce, gets to like the free throw line or even out further, and he hits it most of the time. Sometimes he does it with his right hand. <laughs> he hits it with his left hand. That's his... Strong hand. But this weekend he had a nice one. Anyway, that's why I like him. That's different. That's different. A guard, rookie, making hook shots. He reminds me of Delonte West, the way Mm. he plays. (laughs) Handles the ball, plays off the ball, great connector. Also, the fact that he's left-handed and wears a headband probably factors into it. But he's been really good uh, since coming in to the starting lineup. I don't know if you can have a dagger charge, but that's what it felt like against Portland. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good call. He's starting for Wiggins. And Wiggins, for the first time, had a 25-point game off the bench against Portland. So he looked better. And then post-game press conference, he says, listen, if I'm going to be a better player... I got to kick the habits. I got to be better. So it's a good sign, good sign for Steph doing what he does. Although they got to play Boston on Tuesday, so that's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. This is a different era. Uh, Clay is feeling better as well, 30, 24, and 28 in his last three. So the Warriors won, even though they give up two big leads like they always do. I think you had the Warriors as a loser of the weekend, last weekend. Well, the Dre so situation, here we yeah, go. Turning around, things change so, yeah. quickly in the NBA. Uh, and yeah, big wins, you know, especially with uh, Curry not carrying you to that second one, and they still pulled it out, getting some contributions from some other guys. Mm-hmm. All right, Warriors as a winner of the weekend, who you got, TK? Do you think Steph Curry's going to go back to his original pregame routine? Uh, I don't think he so. He had two, like, <laughs> like, he had an awesome fourth quarter uh, against Brooklyn, yeah. but he kind of struggled through the first three, and then he had, what, seven points against Portland? I think switch back. Yeah, <laughs> good call. As for me, uh, winner of the weekend, it's a begrudging, heart-wrenching Winner of the weekend to Jimmy Effing Butler. This Ooh, guy, yeah. man, beat the Bulls Saturday night with a buzzer-beating game winner. And Skeets, I was doing my part. I saw a close it. game. I was d up. I was stanced up <laughs> yeah. here. But it did not matter. I said to my mom, Jimmy Butler, this guy's too good. And then he drains it to beat the Bulls. This was a four-star game. Bulls trailed by 11 heading into the fourth quarter. Kobe White had his worst three quarters of the past couple of weeks, but caught fire in the fourth, scored 18 points on four threes. I think he scored 10 points in about 80 seconds or something like that. Brought the Bulls back into the game. This was a one-possession game for the final six and a half minutes, but the Bulls weren't playing the Heat. On Saturday night, they were playing the hardest, working, best-conditioned, most professional, unselfish, toughest, meanest, nastiest team in the NBA. And what does that mean? In the final three minutes, Miami grabbed offensive rebounds on four straight possessions. They scored on three of them. Those are like the most demoralizing possessions when you think you got to stop And then they score just like that on the other end. Defensively, Miami really amped up the pressure. They amped up the double teams, got the ball out of Kobe's hands. 
really sped up DeMar. He had a couple of weird plays in the final minute of this one. And then Vooch on the final offensive possession for the Bulls. He traveled. It didn't get called. You saw it in the last two minutes report. It should have been called. <laughs> he hurried a lefty hook going to the rim. It squirts off uh, to the right side. Jimmy Butler grabs the board, brings it over. I got down on my stance, but it was Jover. Mm-hmm. Third buzzer beater of Jimmy Butler's career. It's the end of December, and this guy still wants to work hard and be the man. you got to salute him. Did yeah. you uh, Were you shuffling your feet when you were in your defensive stance, or did you just stand there? I just stand there. Oh, yeah. maybe your problem. You should have been going back and forth. <laughs> that was exactly <laughs> the problem, but uh, I was a little too close to the Christmas tree. Didn't want to <laughs> knock down the chips ornament. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. What a shot from Jimmy. And the scream, which we've made the thumbnail here this morning for the uh, NBA weekend winners and losers. Got to a spot. Yeah. That seemed a little too easy for him, especially because they <laughs> – had timeouts, and Eric Spolster said, we ain't calling <laughs> We know what we're going to run. We know what we're going to run. <laughs> and it was a tie, so like if they miss, yes. we're going to overtime. Yes. Right, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it was cool to see Jimmy. That Also cool to see Jaime Jaquez do his thing off the bounce. He looks good uh, when he's running plays. It's heat culture, baby. Sometimes. Uh, NBA weekend winner to the Philadelphia 76ers point differential. They uh, ran their winning streak, the Sixers did, to six games over the weekend. They blew out the Pistons by 32 points on Friday night, and then they beat the Hornets by 53 on Saturday. The Sixers have won three games by at least 40 points this season. That ties them with the NBA record for most 40-point wins in a single season. I mean, a bunch of teams share this record, but it's December 18th. Mm-hmm. Santa hasn't even like started packing yet. <laughs> All right, he's thinking about it, but he hasn't put anything in the sled yet. So they're probably going to do this because they just love kicking the snot out of bad teams. And B, this specifically, yes. Maxie, yeah. of course, gets his. I mean, they just it just balloons in a hurry. And, uh, yeah, they're just dominating. Over the last six games, the Sixers have a point differential of plus 164, um, which is one of the all-time marks over a six-game span. It's like a, it's like a Lakers 70s team and a Lakers 80s team. The Suns once did it, and then this team here at Philadelphia. At Trillbro Dude, big Sixers fan, he shared uh, the best NBA team net ratings of all time. Oh, I see some uh, MJ Bulls teams down there, and oh yeah, right now the Sixers would be on this short list. Now again, it's only December 18th. I highly doubt it remains this high at around 12 there, but... Pretty good company there when you're looking at those squads. They're just kicking the crap out of teams and are obviously one of the better teams in the league. And I think every team on that list won the championship except for the 2016 Spurs, and isn't that when Kawhi Leonard uh, got hurt against the against the Warriors right. with Zaza Pachulia? Yeah. I mean, those are like some of the best teams yeah. uh, in literally NBA history. And what Embiid is doing right now is honestly insane. He's averaging the most points per 100 possessions in NBA history. He's played 746 minutes this season, and he's scored 752 points. Only Wilt Chamberlain, in the season where he scored 100 points, has had more points than minutes played for a season. Also, Embiid has only played 13 fourth quarters this season, and he's still leading the league in scoring, despite missing 12 minutes where he could obviously be packing on the points. They've played Detroit three times, Washington three times, Atlanta, Indiana, and Portland twice. So the schedule has been easy, but they see an easy game out there. And Embiid lights them up. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, sorry, I was going to say the uh, Embiid sitting out fourth quarters, that's the old Steph Curry uh, MVP absolutely. playbook there where you just mm. hammer teams so much that you don't even need to play those final 12 minutes. Rest the legs. Good stat breakdown there because he mm. misses the fourth quarters and they lose games. That's why I was surprised to see that they're that far ahead because they're 18-7. and seven. So I 
I just didn't think that they would be up there. We're talking about 72-10 Bulls were right beside yeah. them right yeah. there. That they're going to celebrate real soon. Steve Kerr is going to get to celebrate the oh, 72 yes. Temple, the, the Ring, Ring of, of the Honor. Honor being celebrated in Chicago. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mixed up my years. That was not the year that uh, Kawhi Leonard got hurt in the playoffs against the Warriors. Oh, 16 conference finals? Uh, I don't know what year it was, but it wasn't that year. Okay. Because he played. Eh, maybe it was. Maybe I misread my stats. Anyways, <laughs> the Warriors were 73-9 and nine that season. You oh, may yeah. remember. They uh, were a very good team. Yeah. I just said 72 10. It's great to great to correct people's mistakes. Great to co- correct them. No, that, well, the that's what I'm were, saying. That oh. that 16 season for the war where the Spurs were yeah. on that list, the yeah. Warriors lost. They were good. They they, were they lost yeah. to the to the Cavs. That's okay. We got <laughs> seven years ago, man. I can't remember that long. I still think Drew Holiday plays for the Bucks. What an idiot. Don't worry. Our memory's better when it comes to NBA knowledge than it is uh, Survivor contestants. We were just talking about, like, as soon as that season's over, we don't know yes. half, the, half the cast. We're like, huh? Who was in the final? I forget. Yeah. Like, one week later. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. let's. And it was 2017, Kawhi. There we go. There we go. There we go. 16, 17. Zaza. There we go. That's the worst thing about the NBA. Too many seasons. That they have spans across two seasons. <laughs> It's the worst thing. Yeah, exactly right. It's fr- it can get confusing, yeah. right? I mean, that that graph showed 15, mm-hmm. 16 Spurs, but you guys said it was yeah, 16, 17. It's yeah. part of the same calendar year for a little bit, but anyway. This is uh, the first year Kawhi's been healthy since 17. <laughs> this year. He's played in every game. Let's do another round. Yeah, let's do it. Who you got for another winner? I'm going with the Boston Celtics. They got two wins this weekend, both over the Orlando Magic. They're 14 and home, 14 and oh, at home. That's the second best start in the history of their team in home at home. The first time since 1957-58, Bill Russell Celtics started 17-0 and at home. So they are kicking ass. Two great games for Boston, especially Friday. It was a back-to-back third game in four nights. But they sat their bigs, Kristaps Porzingis and Al Horford. They said, okay, these guys need to take a break. We've got to get a little rest in here, Kawhi-like rest. So you think their small front line would be hammered by Orlando and a great defensive team. But this was a blowout for the Celtics, who started a 6-6 Lamar Stevens at center. Former Cav doing his thing. And Namiya Keita with three blocks, their only seven-footer coming off the bench. That was a, a blowout. Tatum had 30. Sunday, it was the Jalen Brown show, which was really good. I thought probably the best few minutes of Jalen Brown's career. Starting the fourth quarter, he was getting everything done offensively. He's getting picks set up for him, so he saw Cole Anthony on him. Okay, I'll take you down low. Then he hit a three over Cole Anthony. Then he hit threes over Franz Wagner, who was the guy guarding him. Uh, he was being doubled, and he decided, all right, here, Tatum. Here, Sam Hauser, you go do your thing. So he had great assists. Uh, he had 17 of his 31 in the fourth quarter. The Celtics just hit so many threes, and it was good for them because Orlando was throwing the zone at him, which is bound to happen against Boston. But they're doing a very good job of breaking it down. And Orlando only shot 38% in that game. So it was a good game from Paolo Boncaro, even though he got blocked by Tatum, a little dookie-dookie in the fourth quarter there. Uh, but Boncaro <laughs> had 36 points. But those were two hammer jobs yeah. uh, for the Boston Celtics against the Orlando Magic, although the Magic did beat them earlier in an in-season tournament game uh, this season. 14-0 no, was a great start for the Celtics at home, obviously. Jalen Brown with a massive dunk. Uh, yeah. I guess it was on Anthony Black there. He's a... Uh... He is an awesome in-game dunker because it's ferocious, yep. and he's obviously super athletic. Uh, great weekend from the Celtics, yeah. So you said uh, Tuesday night? 
Tuesday Warriors, night against the Warriors. Yeah. yeah, it's probably got to be a. I assume that's on TNT. They're they're going to be in Golden State for that yeah. one. Um, but yeah, they, they are just these the little little words here and there. Jalen Brown just talking about being more serious at home, just getting things done like Bill Russell did back in the 1950s. So it's helping there, <laughs> helping just how they handle things at home. I think. Uh, TK, who else you got? I got a winner of the weekend to Jalen Brunson, career-high 50 points in a win against the Suns on Friday. First half, nothing special. 15 points on 5 of 11 shooting, 5 assists, 4 steals. Nice. But it wasn't anything like his second half. Literally couldn't miss. 35 points on 12 of 12 from the field. 8 of 8 from 3, though he did miss uh, some free throws, (laughs) which is kind of funny. First 50 piece of Brunson's career, but I'm also giving a winner to Julius Randle because as soon as the buzzer sounded, he ran over to Archie, Ryan Archie Diakno, stole the ball from him, and then held it over his head until he could find Jalen Brunson to present him with the game ball for his career high. Post game, Randle told reporters, to be completely honest, I never cared about the game ball. But after Giannis, now I do. I don't trust Ryan with the game ball, Randle said. They might look at him and think, we can take that. I had to make sure I got it, and I secured it. I hope this becomes a thing. Yeah, Every time somebody gets their career high, a fight over the game ball, and this one, they can be absolutely sure that it was the correct game ball yeah. because we witnessed the chain of command the entire time. Um, but Jalen Brunson said, I'm giving it to my dad. I'm not even going to keep it in my house. This one's going to Rick. Yep, and that just kind of proves the point. It's more exciting for parents to see their kids succeed than for um, the kid to actually succeed. But 50 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists, 5 steals for Brunson. First Nick ever with 50 points, 5 assists, and 5 steals in a game. Finished 9 of 9 from threes, tying who for the most threes in a game without a miss? Alan Hughes. Oh, just Knicks or just anyone? NBA players oh. ever. Oh, wow, that's good. Oh, He's cash. the third guy to go 9 for 9 from three in a game. Perfect. Yep. JR? No, not bad, though. This One of the fellas was a Nick when he did it. He was a Nick. Yeah. Spreewell. That's right. Yeah. You don't think of him as a shooter, yeah. but 2003 went nine for nine. The other guy got incandescently hot a couple of different times, and it was fun to watch when he was on a heater. Uh, absolutely. What, give me, give us an era. Like when, when. He did it twice, once in 2006 and then a throwback game in 2012 as well. You're like, what? He still got it? Peja? Nope. Mm. Nope, nope, nope. He was a Bull one time and a Detroit Piston the other time. Uh, Jamal Crawford? No. Nope. No. Al- oh, Piston. Not Alan uh, Houston. That's too late. <laughs> that would be weird. Alan Houston. That's yeah. way <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's Ben Gordon. Oh. Benny. You know what? Oh, my God. I wanted to say Kobe White, and I'm like, I know that's not right. I know that's not right. But I kept thinking it was someone like him. Similar kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. man. I should have should have just said it anyway. Maybe we would have got there quicker. Okay. Yeah, wow, Brunson's at uh, 25 points, four rebounds, six assists so far this season. He's shooting 47 from the field, fine, but 46 from three. Like this guy is a knockdown three-point shooter right now. Yeah, he's gonna make the All-Star team. Yeah, it was it was a he question mark last year. season yeah. between Randall and Brunson. It ended up going to Randall, but I think Brunson's the man this year. Yeah, Archie is not making the All-Star game. Br- Ryan Archie <laughs> Diakono, he just went and Julius Randall just went and stole it from Archie. Didn't Giannis have like another game ball incident because he just set the Bucks like all time uh, rebounding record and there was like, yeah, some player yeah, 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 yeah. getting the ball again. Yeah, this is turning into a thing. All right, well, sticking with the three pointers, let me give uh, a winner of the weekend to Keegan Murray. Murray. I mean, my God, he hit eleven straight threes, a record in a forty-seven point outing. Over the weekend, he finished with 12 made threes versus the Jazz. He did a good job defensively, too. I keep bringing that up, but he's really getting better as a defensive player. 
The 12 threes were too shy of the league mark for most in a game set by Clay Thompson in 2018. Did you see that clip of Curry finding out that Keegan Murray was yeah. like on fire, like <laughs> hitting a bunch of threes, and they're telling him, and he's like, how many is he at? What's he at? And they're talking <laughs> through it. Um, so the King shot 22 of 45 from deep. It's the third time Sacramento has made at least 20 threes in a game. They're, they're one of the best teams when it comes to three-pointers made per game and uh, you know percentages. I think only the Mavs and Celtics maybe make more per game. Um, but Keegan Murray, what a what an outing. No Fox in this one, and he just catches fire. And there's something there. I don't care who it is or which teams you cheer for. When a guy catches fire from three in an NBA game and it's like, when will he miss? Because you know another one's going up. You're just feeding the hot hand. And as, the, as it just grows and grows and grows, you know, the play starts going more and more bonkers. Keegan gets a winner of the weekend, no doubt. Too much space for Keegan. The, when I find out that somebody goes on a streak, I go watch every single one of yeah. their threes. And just like we'll get to Devin Vassell a little later, too much space. Too much space. <laughs> Wide open Make threes. them do something else. Yes. Yeah, they're, yes. They're, yeah, this guy can hit. This guy can get scorching hot, obviously. A couple other uh, mini winners of the weekend. Uh, Dylan Brooks getting his revenge game win against Memphis. Um, He followed it up by getting kicked out of the next game he played in. Classic Dylan Brooks weekend. What a a weekend for Dylan the villain. But uh, he scored a team-high 26 points against Memphis, played a team-high 40 minutes, and, you know, he was getting into it with Desmond Bain, and he hits the huge shot that iced the game. He's screaming at the crowd, that's why they paid me four for $80 (laughs) He's just living his best life. And, you know, I saw Kelly Eco of The Athletic write, Brooks' departure from Memphis had always sort of felt like unfinished business, and I think he compared it to, like, a nasty divorce. Maybe there was, like, some closure here, because uh, I think there was some truth to that. The way it all went down, and then maybe the John Moran incidents and all that, but, uh, look, you know he was feeling good going in there and reminding them, you let this go. <laughs> what a and, game! And he had his hair uh, braided into a Houston Rockets yeah. logo, yeah. and the shot he took that was the dagger... If he took that on the Grizzlies last year, they'd be like, what are no! you doing, man? What are you doing? What a crazy shot. Uh, but it went down. That was awesome. And then, yeah, uh, he did get kicked out of the next game against Milwaukee. I guess he got a technical, started complaining. And then the Bucks on the Jumbotron uh, played a clip from Elf where Buddy the Elf says, oh, he's an angry little elf. And then he got another technical. <laughs> he like, get out of here. <laughs> what a weekend. They gave him a video tribute, though, yes, in, in that first game. It was pretty good. It was good. Yeah. And that's probably why he hit that three, because I didn't think that three was going down, because that was highly contested by yeah, Desmond Bain. That was a deep three. It was a perfect night for him. Uh, also, winner of the weekend to SGA, Shea Gildos Alexander, hit a tough turnaround jumper with about a second left to give OKC the 118 117 victory over the Nuggets on Saturday night. Um, they were down. They were down like by eight or nine points, a couple, like three minutes to go. Yep. Suddenly, you know, take the lead and win this game. I thought the bigger play even for SGA was uh, he straight up yoinked the ball from Michael Porter Jr. with about uh, about a minute and a half or maybe a little bit under two minutes to go. Like they were down. That was a huge possession. You know, you're at least hoping for a shot attempt if you're Denver. <laughs> but he's like, cookies just took it away from him. And he got a really kind call, SGA did, with like 70 seconds to go. That's when the 70 seconds was left. Uh, he attacked Christian Brown. Brown did a good job. Like, I mean, he really, like, didn't touch him. I think the uh, last two-minute report said, oh, we botched that one. That shouldn't have been a foul. But he got to the line, and uh, the Nuggets couldn't challenge it. They had already blown that, already wasted it. So, yeah, they they pulled out this victory. It was pretty impressive. Just a a really tough, 
turnaround jumper too like the way he spun there but that's his spot as well it's like jimmy butler he gets to that free throw area it's it's going in nine times out of ten it feels like when the game's close mid-rangers are big time at the end of a game but man what a game from chet 17 points 11 rebounds eight blocks Oh, eight? Pretty... I had it down as nine. Did they uh, uh, move I see one? I've seen an eight here on Basketball mm. Reference, nine for the team. Maybe he uh, combined with uh, Isaiah Joe for a block and they gave it <laughs> to Isaiah possible. Joe. He's got the other one, it says. Well, I saw the last rookie to record nine blocks in a game. Here's a little trivia. New York Nick got nine blocks in a game in 2018. 2018. Mitch? Yeah, yeah. Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. But that was nine. I don't know if Chet got uh, one taken off. Chet said off he would have had ten. I forget what the line was. He said, I would have had ten blocks, but something happened earlier. Uh, somebody dunked on him? Was that right? Or he was in the nah, picture? No, he must have said no. something about a foul. He made it sound good for him, yeah, so I, I don't think he would have said, I got my ass ducked on, dunked on. He would have. He said something like, there was a foul or something. Should have had the trip dub, is what he's saying, eh? With the blocks. Yeah. Always rare. And then let's show some love to the Spurs and Wizards for snapping their crazy losing streaks. They both picked up victories at some point over the weekend, so good for them. We'll get to the Pistons in Losers of the Weekend. And the Clippers ran their win streak to seven games. They they crushed the Knicks, 144-122. Kawhi continuing to dominate, 36 points, 12-16 from the floor. He has scored at least 25 points in each of his last five games. He's averaging about 34 points per game over that stretch with shooting splits of 65, 62, and 95 over that span. Those look fake when you're getting into the sixes there for the field goal percentage and the three-point percentage and then a nice 95 from the line. So, Clips, man, they're staying hot. Anyone else on the winner's list? I, I thought the Wizards were going to have a winning streak. Oh, I know. It was oh, so close, oh, man, but the Suns uh, <laughs> caught yeah. up to them there in the fourth quarter uh, last night. But uh, at least they got a win. And, you know, the Spurs, they weren't really close to having a winning streak. But we got a great uh, meme graphic from Victor Wembanyama saying he's addicted to winning. Yeah. He's <laughs> addicted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at least they, uh, they finally have snapped those Big, big losing streaks for both of those teams. Uh, we got to take a break here, but when we come back, we'll talk about the Pistons and a bunch of other losers from the NBA weekend. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Okay, let's get to NBA Weekend Losers, and uh, I want to peel back the curtain a little bit for you people out there. Over the weekend, we obviously create a doc 
for the show, Google Docs. Shout out to Google Docs, not an ad. Um, where we can like keep track of like what's everybody sort of thinking, where are you going? I mean, a lot goes on on the NBA weekend, right? You can you can start to forget what happens on a Friday night. Absolutely. Hell, even a Saturday night sometimes if there's a lot of games on Sunday. But somebody in the doc, and I had a good chuckle about this. I was uh, I was up at the cottage for uh, or the cabin as they call it down here uh, on the weekend. But I got back on Sunday and I saw written in this Google Doc, Friday. Pistons lose by a million to 76ers. Set franchise record for consecutive losses. I chuckled. I scrolled down a little bit. Saturday. Pistons lose by a million to the Bucks. Set franchise record for consecutive losses. <laughs> now, I don't know which one of you two did you that. Do. I you have do. an idea it was Trey Kirby. Mm-hmm. But I larfed. <laughs> and I said, you know what? Just give me the Pistons because uh, they're an obvious loser of the weekend. They're up to 23 consecutive losses. The Bucks game, they were down 24 points in the first quarter. I mean, it was over in a hurry. They're just so, so bad. They have now joined the 95-96 Vancouver Grizzlies, the 97-98 Denver Nuggets, and the 2011-12 Charlotte Bobcats in losing 23 straight within the same season. The record, everybody knows this by now, the longest losing streak in the single season, shared by the Cavs, 2010-11, and the 13-14 Sixers, who both dropped 26 consecutive games. So... Three games to go to tie this thing. <laughs> they play tonight here in Atlanta. I almost want to go down see this team <laughs> in person with my own eyes. Then Detroit goes back home. They host the Jazz on Thursday. I think that could be a big one. They'd be well-rested. <laughs> Jazz are not game. the best team in the league. Maybe they could finally get a victory. And then if they're still at 25 consecutive losses by then, they're in Brooklyn on Saturday night. Festivus, December 23rd. You want to talk about the potential for airing of grievances. <laughs> Imagine you rack up your 26th consecutive oh loss. Goodness. So, um, yeah, for the, I don't know, maybe third or fourth week in a row, the Pistons loser of the weekend. It's just, it's a bummer, man. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Giannis had his kids on the bench against the Pistons. <laughs> like, he was just sitting and chatting with them. I saw James Edwards III, our awesome beat writer for the Athletic for the Pistons. He's got to go to all these games. Oh. It was the first quarter, and he tweeted, go shovel your driveway, even if there's no snow. <laughs> 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 saw Damon Ringula tweet over the weekend, a big Lakers fan, formerly of uh, Silver Screen and Roll. Everybody around the league basically has one goal. Don't be the ones to lose yeah, to the Pistons. Yeah, that's what happens here. They've got winnable games coming up. You're right, Skeets. Like, this is the time. This is the time. Atlanta, on Atlanta the road, Utah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Like, I mean. Celtics tough. Raptors, at least it's a home game. Rockets tough. Oh, <laughs> Jazz, Warriors, Nuggets, Kings. Oh, Spurs. They play the Spurs in January yeah, 10th. Yeah. I hope it doesn't last till January. That would be two straight months with no wins. Yeah. It went all in November, halfway through December already. I saw Ghostface Ziller write today in his newsletter that the streak is now all-encompassing around this team, and it feels like it might be breaking containment and could take the sports world by storm. I think that's a good point from Ziller. I feel like it has not yet made its way outside of NBA circles, like to a lot of the, uh, you know, other just maybe casual sports fans or just like as a, as a normal sports news topic. I don't think it's quite there yet, but... It's going to be this week, in theory, if they can start to tie the record or even set the record. Yeah. As soon as they get to the record, because people are following also the Spurs losing streak a little bit. Yeah, right. And then they snap theirs, obviously against the Lakers, which was a much better span than this one will be against whoever. 
the injured Jazz, perhaps. That's that's a good one. I, I'm a little surprised because Bogdanovich has come back, and he's he's actually scorching hot. He's going to torch one of these teams. <laughs> he's actually playing, he's scoring 20, shooting 40% from three. He's going to have a good game. There's going to be a boy on game. But they got to start Jaden Ivey. That's the weird thing to me. Ivy coming matter, off man. the bench. That doesn't matter. Oh, man. What, that they'll still be bad? Yeah. That doesn't matter who they're starting. Here, here's what's going to happen <laughs> well, he, tonight, unfortunately. Ivy's Isn't won. Sadiq Bay going to, like, kick their ass? Yeah. He's probably going to have his second 50-point game of his career tonight. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, Pistons, okay, we can move on. They are the big NBA weekend loser. 23 consecutive games. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's the thing. Like, it, you read some of the James Edwards columns, and it's like, like you're saying, it's kind of breaking containment. Every shot for them, he says, feels like it's a must-make yes. shot. And the pressure yes. right now is just overwhelming these guys who don't have a lot of experience in the league period and certainly don't have a lot of experience actually winning games. So maybe bogey versus bogey is what gets oh, it done tonight. Man. Could Ooh. be. Could be. Okay, Trey, who do you got for uh, loser of the weekend? Pacers! Loser of the weekend, yeah. sadly. They lost to the Wizards and the Timberwolves. Both double-digit losses. Not really close. They've now lost three straight games. Their only win since losing the IST final was against the Detroit Pistons. But they're getting a loser specifically because they gave up four 30-point games this weekend in just two matchups. Friday against the Wizards, Kuzma had 31. Poole had 30. Saturday against the Timberwolves, Towns, 40. And Edwards, 37. They've now allowed 26 30-point games this season, and they've only played 24 games plus the IST finals, so 25 <laughs> total. That's got to be a record. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work out, but if you're giving up more 30-point games than games you've played in a season, that's not good. <laughs> and uh, the Pacers have got to figure out something defensively. The Kings were able to surprise teams last year and make it into the playoffs, not even just as a play-in team. But I think that the Pacers' defense is even worse than the Kings' defense was so. last year. They can make up for it with their scoring, certainly. But when they're not hitting well enough, they're going to lose a lot of these games. And, man, it's just so, so easy to score on them. But the silver lining, Oscar Shibway made four baskets this weekend. Oh, yep. there you go. Big time. That's good. Did he, did he, and he got the game ball? I, I hope. hope so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Good for him. Any thoughts on the Pacers here? Well, yeah, watching the Wolves, that was easy to score against them because they need some help at the power forward spot because Carl Anthony Towns was just doing whatever he wanted, scoring 40 pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Edwards, 37. And Kyle Anderson had 10 assists off the bench. Um, yeah, there's some problems there with the defense. There's no the Pacers, resistance. <laughs> there is none. It's like, hey, it's like a pickup game. All right, let's oh, yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> no D tonight, guys? Yeah, no D. All right, let's go. <laughs> They just sort of agree on it. Okay, Pacers get a loser. Who you got, Tass? Uh, I have a, have a weird one here. It's the Knicks' Quentin Grimes, even though they beat the Suns. This is what Phoenix's Kevin Durant had to say about Grimes after the game. Here's the clip. Like, uh, what's his name? Quentin Grimes, like, he can't get three threes up. Almost set six threes up. Like, he doesn't dribble in, at all. He doesn't have any free throws on the season. He doesn't have any assists, to feel like, but he getting threes up. Damn, oh, Kevin Durant geez. just called him out. Oh, that guy can't dribble. That guy, that guy can't sucks. shoot free throws. That guy doesn't get assists. Well, Mr. KD, he does average one assist per game. That's, In your not, face. that's not a lot. Um, and he has taken free five free throws all season. Also not a lot. Um, but uh, Durant just going after The idea of make him do anything else, though. <laughs> which is a step into wide open threes. Which is good advice. Yes. Yeah. Um, he dribble a little bit. Come on now. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what they say in their huddles. Right. Don't let that guy shoot right, threes. Right. And he was pissed. Uh, he was shooting multiple threes. Not cool. But um, 
Did yeah, Quentin Grimes got, uh, respond? Did we, is there a quote nah. from Grimes? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I'm a little surprised. I'm surprised he didn't make a meme. I mean, usually reporters love this stuff. It's like catnip, right? They're like, oh, God, I can't wait to get to Quentin Grimes. <laughs> Fred Katz is going crazy. Catnip. Catnip. <laughs> <laughs> He's going uh, nice nuts. One. He's going nuts. <laughs> yeah, Fred Katz loves those questions. Yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. And puns. Did you hear what so-and-so? Yes, he does love puns, too. But he loves I didn't puns. see or hear anything. Yeah, because we had that. Uh, he, yeah, he reported on that huge Mitchell Robinson story from last year. Right. Uh, you know the uh, the the whole D on a train situation. Yep. Um, yeah. Come on, Fred. Let's, come on, Fred. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go. go. Let's get Grimes' let's response to KD crapping on him there. It is annoying though. Uh, if you're if you're Kevin Durant, it's like you're playing pickup game and you're like everybody's yelling no threes. Well, you're selling. You're saying no twos. If I'm being honest, you're like, no twos, no twos, yeah. no twos. And then a guy named Josh hits a two, and you're like, oh, come on, man. We said no twos. <laughs> <laughs> this is the NBA equivalent of that. But look. Grimes has gone to the bench, and guess what? It has totally worked. He's been way better off the bench. 10 points per game, shooting 47 from the field, 46 from three, and his usage is better. There's just more shots on the bench well, uh, when you're playing with the Knicks, and I think DiVincenzo is probably a better starter for them because he doesn't necessarily need the shots that Grimes does, but uh, when it's game point, you better find that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, let me give a NBA weekend loser to the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. You know, KD, first off, being quite mean. To Quentin Grimes, <laughs> but for other reasons as well. Uh, Bradley Beal injured his right ankle during the first quarter of that game against the Knicks on Friday night. He landed on like the heel slash foot of uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who was trying to close out. He was called for a flagrant one. He wasn't, uh, you know, not giving him enough space to land is what they ultimately ruled it. Nurkic was sort of in the way too. Uh, There's too many feet by Beal there, <laughs> and again he clipped it. And this looks like a decent setback here for a guy that's missed a ton of time with the sore back. Shams reporting that Beal's likely going to miss a few weeks. So we probably won't see him until the new year. Um, testing showed no major damage to the ankle, but, I mean, it looked bad. He was really grabbing at that thing. So, yeah, you get the Beal injury. We, of course, know that these these three guys, the big three, have barely played together. I think it's 24 minutes that they've seen the, the court together. So he's out. Phoenix won one of their games on the weekend, but it was against the Wizards, and it was it was pretty rough. I mean, they had to rally from, like, eight back at the start of the fourth quarter. Really, Booker saved their ass uh, mm-hmm. from a very embarrassing loss. They Again, they were down eight to start the fourth quarter. They did win by four in the end, but they uh, shot 7-31 of 31 from deep. They had 17 turnovers. It was not a pretty game from them. They obviously lost to the Knicks uh, in the game before. Just, you know, they came in with high expectations, with the addition of Beal to this to this squad, and they've underperformed to this point. Now, a lot of it is, of course, the guys not playing together, but they're 10th in the West, Phoenix is, 14 and 12 overall. So I got to give them a loser of the weekend. It's, it wasn't, even though they went one and one, you lose Beal and you barely beat the Wiz. Ugh. Well, they lose Beal and they just got him back, right? And yeah. we talked about when he made his debut against the Nets, like, it doesn't look like they know where to be. And no. it looked like he was kind of just a bystander there. So they absolutely need reps together with their big three. And now they're going to be behind the eight ball once again. That was one of the concerns uh, with the Suns coming into the season is that Beal has missed a lot of time uh, recently as Booker's been in and out of the lineup. And then we know KD uh, as well. So the injury bug is biting them and they don't necessarily have the depth to back it up. They're going to be completely judged by their playoff success, yeah. which is the good thing, I suppose, is that they can maybe – stay healthy during the last half of the season and actually build some continuity, but that means they have to stay healthy during the second half of the season, and that was not the case the first quarter. No, and that's what Durant said after that Knicks game. He was asked, what do you guys need to do? We need to get reps, and this ain't happening. And it is looking a lot like the Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) 
when they only played eight games together. Now, they were good in the playoffs. If Durant doesn't step on the line, if Harden and, and Kyrie don't get injured, maybe they go to the conference finals. Right. Uh, they made it to the second round, uh, but they do need to play together. And Frank Vogel said this is a, a horrible season for Brandon Beal. Brandon Beal. Bradley Beal. That just sucks uh, for him that he's not able to play. But the back is something that has been running for a couple of years here. So he's missed a lot of games. All right. Well, from one injured team to another, uh, maybe they're the sons of the East. Uh, your Cleveland Cavaliers there, Trey. A little bit, yeah. Friday, we talked about the Cavs struggled this season. And then that afternoon, they got a ton of bad news. Darius Garland and Evan Mobley set to miss a nice chunk of time here. Yeah. At least a month for both of them. Garland is going to miss at least four weeks with a fractured jaw. He ran into Kristaps Porzingis' hip, basically, trying to drive around him. I think uh, Brian Windhorst today was saying that He's having surgery today or tomorrow. And then Evan Mobley is out at least six to eight weeks. He's also having surgery to remove a loose body from his left knee, which more concerning, obviously, than a, a broken face. A broken face hurts and definitely sucks, but you don't use your face to play basketball all that much. <laughs> but we're going to be seeing a lot of Karis LeVert, Craig Porter Jr., Isaac Okoro, Dean Wade for the Cavs. They all played pretty well in a streak-busting win uh, against the Hawks on Saturday. But the reason they get a loser is because of what you're seeing already start to pop up. Joe Varden had an article out The Athletic where he mentioned the quick reaction around the NBA was to consider the Cavs basically finished and to start checking on the availability of Donovan Mitchell in a trade. Hoop Collective podcast today started with 30 minutes of should the Cavs trade Donovan Mitchell. This is a team that thought they were trending upwards as a competitive contender in the Eastern Conference. And right now, it's basically just seeing... Are the Cavs really going to trade Donovan Mitchell this early? They would get the best return they could if they wanted to right now, but also they just made that move. It's like 18 Mm -hmm. months ago. First season was awesome. Yeah. But the way the things are looking, they may get the most for him right now, as you said, because after next year, he could opt out of his player uh, player option. So he's got a year and a half. It's a year and a half rental right here, right now. Unlike guys that were – Talking about potentially being traded in a couple months, like OG Ananobi, who's going to be a free agent, was a hot, hot item last year when he was a year and a half uh, from potentially being a free agent, like he is now. So, yeah, do you want to go? Do you want to go Donovan Mitchell as your number one guy forever and ever and ever? Do you want to sign him to a long term deal after what happened with the Knicks last year and the way things are looking right now? I think the the Cavs are thinking about you think they yeah well they're, they're yeah that's not working well um but I wonder if they bring in a coach if they want if they're going to fire Bickerstaff just to see another coach if he's able to make Donovan Mitchell more of a a cog on that team because Donovan Mitchell's being the number one guy not everyone is involved enough offensively that's 100 percent true we saw what happened in the playoffs yeah it doesn't look good there's no there's no possible way so I guess I guess that year and a half potential is is real rather than trading him next year after a year doesn't work then he's he's an expiring deal right he's a rental basically yeah if he opts out uh that blew my mind when you said that traded from utah to cleveland on september 3rd 2022 (laughs) it's like not that long ago no not that long ago and yeah he makes 33 million this year he makes 35 million and change next year and then in 25-26, he has the player option for $37 million if he wants to elect to a sort of test-free agency there. Yeah, the answer is probably yes. They probably should. If they if they truly believe, like, what are we doing this year? We're really looking mid. Uh, a bunch of, bunch of mid-teams in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Yeah, maybe you, like, you know, you're still going to have talented guys in Garland and Jared Allen and Mobley, of course, moving forward. 
yeah, you get a young prospect, a pick or two, cash in now on Donovan Mitchell. It's it's a hell of a pivot <laughs> from going and trading for him mm-hmm. in 2022 to then you know maybe uh, as soon as 2024 at the deadline to to move him out, but might be good business. Yeah, the Rudy Gobert deal was basically the exact same time, same off season. First season didn't look all that great, but the second season has looked incredible. Donovan Mitchell, it's actually reversed. The first the first season looked pretty good. The first playoffs wasn't all that good. Yeah, but a 50-win team. Yeah. 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 And now second year is not not so good. While Rudy's is going the other way, they gave up a ton for him. Right. Uh, so I can understand the the logic. We gave up a ton for Donovan Mitchell, but maybe they can get the most back for, for, for him right here, right now. Is there a team that comes to mind that's going to be circling, oh, we can get Donovan Mitchell? Because it's sort of funny. There's already, like, there's a Zach Levine that possibly could be had for a lot of these teams. And then, you know, Mitchell... I think probably have a lot of people would have Mitchell above Zach Levine at this point in their careers, and rightfully so. But you're giving up more to get him. I don't know. Do you have a team in mind, or did the Hoop Collective chuck a couple names out? Uh, Wendy had a team in his pocket that he wouldn't say. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 interesting. Yeah. I thought that was a little spicy. He said there's a team uh, from the what do you say from the same division as the Rockets or something like that. <laughs> what a weird way to put it. Yeah, he didn't want to get aggregated. Sorry, you're getting podcasted, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, the Nets are going to be in the mix. I mean, even before the Garland and Mobley surgeries uh, and them missing time, people on multiple podcasts are saying the worst kept secret in the NBA is Donovan Mitchell still wants to go to New York, yeah. whether it be yeah. the Knicks or the Nets. I think the Nets probably is a better fit for Donovan Mitchell. Um, and they have a lot of picks they've acquired that aren't necessarily good picks and they can't trade their own picks because those have been traded. Uh, but they've got players who are helpful that would like fill some holes for the Cavs, mm-hmm. certainly because the Cavs need wings and the Nets got a whole bunch of wings. So maybe something happens there. And in Cleveland, it is a little like the Bulls look right now without Zach Levine. When Donovan Mitchell sits and everything goes through Darius Garland, things look different. Now, obviously these guys are injured and things aren't going to look good, but they share the ball. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but uh, I don't see the Knicks happening, even though I, you know with with Zach Levine maybe perhaps because he's a little bit of a bigger player. But Donovan Mitchell, literally the same position as Jalen Brunson. Like those two guys together, I could see the Lakers happening. I could see it. Oh boy, they would overpay. Well, the Lakers aren't in the Southwest Division. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Let me give you the teams. Work. I know. Yeah, I had to fire well, it up. I was like, see. oh yeah, okay. So Who you got the Dallas the Mavericks. Dallas Mavericks. No way. Okay, New Orleans Pelicans. Donovan Mitchell? No way. Okay. What does Wendy know? Houston Rockets, of course, in the division. Memphis Grizzlies at six and eighteen, Ooh. and then your San Antonio Spurs at four and twenty-one. That could be the one. Mm. <laughs> but they never make Donovan deals. Donovan Wemby. <laughs> okay. Pellies. Well, something to monitor here. Must be the Pelicans. Yeah, it's it must be. They've got like the assets to do it. Yeah. And um, he would be an upgrade over their backcourt right now. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. We got you, Wendy. <laughs> We're the only other people in the world that care about divisions enough to actually seek it out and look at it. Uh, all right, those are our losers of the NBA weekend. I'm sure we missed some. You tell us in the stream team. Comment in in the comment section there or tweet at us at NoDunkSync. One more break when we come back. Tweet of the night.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Okay. Trey, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of the Went too fast for me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all good because this is an old picture. Oh, but a great new meme. I'm gonna describe a meme to you. Oh boy, <laughs> paint the picture. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This tweet comes to us from Panasonic DX4500, and it's a very old picture of Joel Embiid holding LeBron James. When he was still on the Cavs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this picture is so old. Uh, but a great meme. LeBron being hugged. Captioned, my true love after I finally gave them five gold rings instead of more birds. Embiid hugging back with a devious smile. Me thinking of getting them six more birds. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Now this is interesting. I thought we uh, learned recently that uh, the golden rings are in fact birds. Mm. See, that's that's the joke here, is that you're getting more birds, sucker. But well, I can't I can't believe this. I I was doing meme research today. <laughs> Apparently, there's illustrations from the 1700s showing that all of the gifts are what they say, and they're not all birds. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's not it's, all birds. It's, ah, it, it's controversial. No, it's not all birds. Not an ad read. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Brooklyn, and also not Rothy's. Not. Um, wow. So we're talking straight up gifts here though six of the first seven gifts are birds <laughs> yeah it's a lot of birds. there are a lot of birds in there for sure an insane amount of birds uh which gift would you like to get the most but, but hold on hold on why why then in, it feels like honestly in the last calendar year this like uh, movement has started that all of them are birds it started in 2021 <laughs> Oh, okay. So right. oh, okay. Yes, exactly right. Started in 2021, somebody noticed, wow, six of the first seven. Those are birds. Wait a second. It turns out they're all birds. The golden pheasant neck. That's, um, that's the rings? That's the rings. Yeah. 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 Who knows? <laughs> we can't go back and ask the original songwriter. Um, but for me, I think uh, Lords of Leaping would be the funniest to get. Just and ten dudes jumping around all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. You get it three pass. times, 30 dudes jumping all over the place? Yeah. Ridiculous. Me, I'm doing nothing. Give me a gift card. I do want to see that as a video. I think that would be a good meme. Just that would be a good meme. Guys jump. <laughs> do you have uh, all of the uh, items listed? Oh, I thought, like personally. No, 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 no. no. Forget, the, forget the bird stuff. What are my other options? Because I can never remember. Am I getting eight ma- uh, maids milking? Or... You are. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight maids of milking, nine ladies dancing, ten lords of leaping, eleven pipers piping. That's a thumbs down. One, two, much racket. And twelve drummers <laughs> drumming. And, oh, well, I mean, yeah, that's, loud, here, that's loud drums. as well. Get yeah. It would be cool. No yeah. Uh, if you're at a football be game. <laughs> be very if it's good. Nick Cannon and the rest of the drum line, sign me up. I'll say if you're uh, Scottish, you might be pretty into the 11 Pied Pipers. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yep. Or if you were a rat, like the, I'm I, sure you would love it. 
So yeah, right. <laughs> JD, you're wearing your kilt. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. My uh, Absolutely. my grandfather <laughs> and, and Uncle Al was in uh, and my aunt uh, Helen were in a, a um, a, what am I trying to say? A bagpipe. A bagpipe band. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Is that what they're called? They I don't know. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After I said it, it with a a bagpipe band. doesn't sound right. That's yeah. squad. Grew squad. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't call them squad. <laughs> That's right. The they squad. were birds. Everybody played bagpipes. Well, it's sort of a military, right? So it might be regiment, uh, bagpipe. Nah, regiment. I mean, they, we have Scottish word. roots on yeah. that side of the family. Okay. Yeah, bagpipes. Yeah, bagpipe. Band. Bagpipe band. Bagpipe band. Uh... <laughs> Uncle Al on the drums, though. This is the reason okay. I tell the story. Da, 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 that one. <laughs> Those things. <laughs> Uncle yeah. Al on the drums. Aunt Helen also on that, I believe, for a little bit. Drums. And then Grandpa, my grandpa, uh, the big old, the big old one. Huge oh, yeah, drum. Yeah. Bass drum. Boom. Yeah. That's a cool yeah. one. That's a cool one. Three drummers drumming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a third of the way there. A Every the Christmas there. at the farm, three drummers drumming. Hmm. So he... Throw it up in the air. I thought you were doing a no, pee, no, no. Pop. Spin, spin, spin. It's all flare. Thing. Spins Boom. the ballot. Yeah, yeah you, sp- you spin it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Then you bang it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. you were doing a little. He's a badass, man. Cool. I mean, what like what spin the worst instrument it. to ever walk in a parade with though? Yeah, the thing weighs seem... a ton. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Not that cool for me. But you're no. making the most impact. You're making like you're you're like driving. He's a showman. He's a showman. All eyes on this guy coming through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. He's retired. Sounds like a, he's retired good. from the squad. <laughs> <laughs> the squad lost a good one today. <laughs> yeah, pipe band, I guess. You don't need yeah, bagpipe pipe maybe pipe in there. Yeah. The, the bag is, is inferred. It's, yeah. it's silent. Look at this. Pipe band? What are bagpipe bands called? The band. A pipe band. The right. band. The original pipe band. Corps. Yeah. The great Highland bagpipes. Nice. The drummers. There we go. All right, good stuff. Um... Have you played that song? Uh, you got that on the Christmas? I guess it's more of a carol. Like. I've heard it a lot. Have you? Yeah, it's uh, it's on a lot of the playlists out there. It's not on my personal playlist. No. no it's the most no tedious. Of, oh, yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> I can't think of a more tedious Christmas carol. Christmas how, many, how many items are there in total in the end? You get, you're getting like 300 something. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. <laughs> a lot of birds. <laughs> many birds. I would like a pear tree, though. I had a pear yesterday. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Pears I don't need enough baby. pears. Yeah. You can get a pear tree here, can't you? Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just call my guys Harry and David. <laughs> Send over a box of your finest gold-wrapped pears. <laughs> You got them on the line? You can just get them on the line. Wow. A lot of people go through the catalog. Harry and David, David, the finest pair purveyors in all the land? I thought you meant the guys from Home Alone that were like. Oh, Harry and Mark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, The wet bandits? Make that the sticky (laughs) bandits. The pair bandits. Yeah, sticky bandits. That's good. All right. Good meme there in Tweet of the Night. Great meme. Good stuff. Uh, Hopefully that was a classic here as we get ready for. Christmas is a week from today, my goodness. Uh, but we're here for most of the week. In fact, we're here all the week because on Friday we got a special edition of Squad. Jerome joined us. We already recorded it, drafting our worst Christmases ever. That is going to be a very fun podcast. That's on Friday, though. But we're here Tuesday through Thursday here. We'll have a drop on Thursday. So join us tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. You can maybe do some all-star picks. I believe tomorrow is officially the start of voting oh, okay. for the all-star game. So we could do a way too early all-star pick, maybe a draft of some sort. We we'll, sure can. We'll figure it out. And we'll be breaking down all the games on tonight. So join us at 10 a.m. Eastern. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there are a lot of Christmas songs. 
Because I, I felt like I was being a little shorthanded. I, I just I wasn't playing a lot of Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. And the Athletic shared a Christmas playlist, and Melakalakamaka <laughs> got me back into it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You like that jam? Yeah, That's I can't catchy. say it. I can't Hawaii's say it. Way. Oh, I love it. That's good. Oh, I love that. That's a great one. That <laughs> one is on my really personal playlist. All right, we're firing it up right after we're done here. Everybody embrace the day. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.